0: It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Tuesday episode of the show. And we are brought to you by Bet Online. And look, there might be a little less football being played, but Bet Online has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season. From scores, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all the things NFL betting in 2022. And with the new year comes a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code believe to get started. And it's not just football, bet online's basketball, hockey, boxing and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games, and Bet Online is where the game starts. Kyle, happy opening Senior Bowl day to
1: you. Happy Tuesday evening to you. Happy Senior Bowl week to you. And uh, we are off. And running. We got a couple practices under our proverbial belts here in Mobile and a chance to look at uh, and and see the first data points for a lot of these prospects coming into this week who, you know, we've had a chance to grind the tape and establish some expectations. And those expectations for some players were met. For some other players, they were not met. Uh, But it is just one data point, but nevertheless, an exciting one in that. Uh, we, we got a chance to see these guys in person and got to assess uh, their strengths and weaknesses, Joe.
0: Yeah, and so I was dialed in on the quarterbacks today, and I think it's probably appropriate as we get into this Senior Bowl discussion that we're going to have over the rest of the week that we talk a little bit about our process and how yeah. we are dividing up these scouting responsibilities, and that way you can understand the lens that we're looking at this thing through and um, you know what we will and will not talk about on these podcasts. So Kyle... Why don't you explain to the folks how we are attacking this as a scouting sure.
1: staff? We uh we are very much a collaborative group because we have a lot of folks on the ground here who, you know, bring a lot of valuable insights and and what better than letting everybody kind of divide and see certain things and then kind of cross-check each other's opinions. So, we have divided the roster across several position groups we have. Quarterbacks, we have wide receivers and DBs, we have offensive and defensive linemen, and we have running backs, tight ends, and linebackers as our four separate groups for the four scouts that we have here in attendance to watch. On a different day, we'll be watching different things. We'll see three out of the four live during practice, and then of course we will be reviewing the practice tape and being able to sit through collectively as a group and watch what each individual person saw throughout the course of practice for their own respective groups. So uh, as we are recording this, Joe, you did quarterbacks today. Yeah. I did wide receivers and DBs. The thought process it being when you're in team or when you're doing one-on-ones, you're seeing those players going against each other, and it's going to give you a natural overlap between both sides of the football uh, to make as many observations about as many players as possible within a reasonable expectation so you said you did quarterbacks we know we got a wide open quarterback class we got a lot of guys in contention for top quarterback in this class who do you want to start with
0: I'll start with the top I want to start with the quarterback that I thought did the best for themselves here today and that was Nevada's Carson Strong and when I say he was the best quarterback today I mean today I'm not talking about the entire scouting process or You know, their body of work, this is just about today's Senior Bowl practice. And when I started dialing into into these quarterbacks today, the first thing that popped was Carson Strong and his command. This is a guy that was in full control, just like he was at the line of scrimmage during his time at Nevada. Has full autonomy at the line of scrimmage to do whatever he wants. Set protections, audible call run plays, you know, lock routes, change routes, whatever he wants to do. And I thought that really set himself up well to show up in mobile today and have full control. He's barking out the cadence. You can hear him. You know, this is a guy that's in command of the huddle. And so that obviously pops. The arm strength pops. This is a guy that can hit those outbreaking patterns to the field with no issues, right? He's got a lot of arm strength to zip it in there. And. What I really loved about watching Carson Strong today is we know he's got the big arm. He can really drive the football wherever he wants, but he knows how to put the right weight on the ball, right? Not everything's a fastball. He's got multiple clubs in the bag, and we saw him use them here today to open up this practice. And so from the confidence, from the different clubs in the bag, and I think just the consistency overall from Carson Strong, he was my top quarterback today. And I think this is a great event for him, right? He's not the mobile guy, right? He's not a guy that's going to run around. And so he can just kind of work in the pocket, rock and deliver, right? And show off that arm. And I thought he did that and um, looked the best of any quarterback on day one. And his, his pass catcher, uh,
1: Romeo Dubs, uh, had a couple of really nice plays. And one of the, his big claims for practice Uh, was the fact that that he was amongst the fastest GPS-timed players during day one of practices. Over 21 miles per hour, he was clocked at nearly 22 miles per hour. And you go back and you review his impact in the passing game for the Wolfpack offense, and it's a lot of things hitting down the field and running vertical routes. And sure enough, he's running by guys here in Mobile and getting vertical separation, so... Uh, Romeo Dubs was somebody, not just on throws from Carson Strong, but throughout the course of uh, the practice today, uh, I thought he had probably, mm, I think he had one one drop in one of the early drills uh, that was testing your sharp angles and your ability to really change directions uh, suddenly at steep angles. Uh, But beyond that, he really settled in, and he won his fair share of one-on-ones. He was creating separation, and, of course, that timed speed for him, which is, something that you wonder playing in the Mountain West. You know, what is your actual speed, your functional speed versus your timed speed? And the functional speed on the GPS, if you're challenging 22 miles per hour, uh, sources can
0: confirm you can scoot. And Romeo Dubs did that today. Kyle, my second best quarterback that I watched today was Kenny Pickett from Pitt. And there was a lot of hope, I think, that he would come in this week and just show that he's the best quarterback in the draft and leave no doubt. Well, he hasn't done that through one day, but he did well for himself. He came in, and I thought, didn't do anything to hurt himself and um, just looked like he was fitting in. And, and sometimes when you consider that's day one, not really having much time with these uh, coaches or these weapons to come in and just being able to look – like you're in control and do the normal things is a good thing, right? We didn't see that from every quarterback. And so Kenny came in and I thought played at a baseline level, which I thought was a decent thing. I thought he was perfectly average. He didn't stand out in a bad way uh, at all and so i know that there's a lot of talk about the what a rousing the, review yeah, listen but it's not a <laughs> but i think that the boring nature of him just coming and just yes. doing what he's supposed to do, do job. right is as i get into the, the lower part of the list i think we could appreciate what kenny right. pickett was able to accomplish today so uh looking for him to move the needle a little bit more the rest of the week but he was fine today
1: uh, and somebody who was not just fine but Really impressive, and we heard a lot of buzz. We talked to some folks on the Senior Bowl staff, and they had some pretty high-level reviews for North Dakota State's Christian Watson, the wide receiver. And I thought he was the best receiver I saw on either team uh, today with what he was able to do. Six foot four, two hundred and ten plus pounds. Uh, Can he's very explosive in vertical situations and pressing off the line of scrimmage and challenging with his speed off the line. And he had some really nice adjustments to football. And and, and we know, Joe, when you are working with quarterbacks for the first time or you don't have a lot of experience, the timing and the placement – It's not a realistic expectation that everything's going to be on the face mask, right? It's just not. You're going to have inaccurate throws. You're going to have throws that test your catch radius. Christian Watson hauled in a bunch of these. His uh, ability to adjust to the football in its flight whilst still having and sustaining separation. He had a back shoulder ball on the right sideline. That was just an absolute beautiful adjustment from him. And he was able to get behind defensive backs and challenge, and he showed some physicality, which you want to see at six foot four and 211 pounds. And that was a question with him because, uh, as we talked about with Romeo Dubs, okay, you play in the Mountain West. Well, <laughs> Christian Watson, yeah, you're playing at the FCS level. Yep. Well, I mean, he he looked every bit of the physical mismatch that his uh, measurables would indicate that he was. He was as advertised today. And I thought he was the most impressive wide receiver for either team.
0: You know, I probably should have said it when I was talking to Kenny Pickett, but they had a really good rep in team uh, drills where they hooked up for probably a twenty-five yard strike across the middle of the mm-hmm. field, where Christian was able to get loose in the middle. Kenny found him and, and put the ball right on him. I thought that was one Kenny, of my favorite plays. Did he? Yes. He did. He did. <laughs> he did. He did. Uh, Kyle, our podcast today is brought to you by NordVPN. So make sure you grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpncom believe or use the code believe. That's B L E A V to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month. For free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Kyle, my quarterback three today. Sam Howell, North Carolina. And Sam came in, and I guess I can say a lot of the things that I said about Kenny Pickett and apply them to Sam Howell. Mm -hmm. But I thought there was one thing about Sam that stood out in a good way and one that stood out in a bad way. Let's start with the good part. Sam Howell's arm looked a lot more live than I think some people expected it to be. There was a lot of juice behind his footballs. There was good velocity while driving it outside the numbers. And I thought that was an important box for him to check. We all know that Sam Howell can throw a good deep ball, he can push the ball down the field. But what kind of juice can he get on the ball to zip it outside the numbers? And even in the wind today in Mobile, he was able to get the job done there. Now, The bad part of Sam Howell today was the footwork. And I think that's probably not a surprise. Yeah, kind of always been the bad part (laughs) about Sam Howell, where he's toesy in the pocket, right? He's not getting all his cleats in the ground. And when you're bouncy like that, you have a hard time getting your sequencing together when you have to find that platform and get the football off. And that's where his accuracy suffers at times, where he's just not getting the right sequencing with his feet, he's not getting his cleats in the ground, he's bouncy, and the ball is just not coming out with the the correct trajectory and sequencing, because there's that irregularity and inconsistency with his base. And so that led to some issues like we've seen over the last three years at North Carolina, but... On the flip side, like I said, the arm was a little bit more alive than I think a lot of people were giving him giving him credit for entering the week.
1: I want to shout out a couple of defensive backs who showed some versatility, uh, and I'm going to pull the patented Joe Marino and mm. double dip and give you two names here. Okay, Jalen Petre, okay. safety, Baylor University Bears, and Cam Taylor Brett, cornerback or defensive back, and we could say that for both of them. Nebraska Cornhuskers, and it's it's funny because Petre was traditionally a safety, and Cam Taylor Britt was traditionally a corner. Well, they both showed you uh, new levels and layers uh, and applications of their skill sets that you already knew that they had, and what I mean by that is is Cam Taylor Britt playing outside corner uh, for Nebraska, and he measured in a little smaller than maybe we were expecting, but he ends up. Taking reps at free safety and high post, and even some of the stuff that they were doing for, uh, running the running the alley, like you know you got yeah, the the, the stalk block and the bubble. <laughs> you know what rep I'm talking you about? Know what I'm, yeah, I know. And yeah. he's getting that that stalk block look. It's off coverage, and they throw it to the bubble and use the DB. You got to come up, you got to yep. challenge the the receiver, and you know show that you can get off the block and square up and, and try to make a tackle. Well, Cam Taylor Britt ran through this man like he was nothing, like a sheet of paper, (laughs) and flat-backed this receiver. And I guess he didn't watch any tape on Cam Taylor-Ritt because if you watched him at Nebraska, you knew he had that in him. But seeing him get some reps in team at safety, I think is a very intriguing layer, and they're, they're kind of testing to see, okay, maybe we're not super comfortable with your athletic profile, what are you going to be able to give us if we try you at safety? And, and then uh, Jalen Petre, the, the safety from Baylor, uh, I thought was very sticky in coverage. And it was pretty pesky as far as being able to stay on guys' bodies. And uh, I think showcase maybe a little bit more movement skills than you, you would have thought based on the way he was most consistently used at Baylor. So those are two guys I think we, we definitely need to soft circle as potential Hybrid defensive backs who can appeal in different ways to different teams.
0: Kyle, my uh, my high school football coach, Coach Hyatt, he used to say, "You got to run through them like poop through a goose." I think that I think that's what you were looking for. Yeah,
1: there. no, that that's exactly yeah. the phrasing I was yeah. hoping to find too. So I appreciate you, yeah, of you know, course, educating
0: Just, me there. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. uh, my QB four, Malik Willis from Liberty, and. I'm going to talk a little bit more about Malik, but I think his day can be summarized by something I tweeted out. Malik Willis had the five best throws today. Malik Willis had the five worst throws today. Uh, you obviously you start watching this player, and and the arm talent is there, right? This guy's got the best arm here in terms of his ability to just zip it into tight windows, push it down the field. I mean, this guy, is he has access to the whole field, right? He, he does. He's got that type of arm talent. Now, He is a type of quarterback that thinks everything has to be a fastball and it comes out hot and, you know, there's not enough enough touch on a lot of his throws, and and that was evident today. But the thing about Malik is the misses, right? Like the misses are not in the same zip code. And we'll talk about some other quarterbacks today that had misses, but Malik's misses were the worst misses, but also Malik's best throws were the most dynamic throws where he's able to really put it – on receivers down the field in ways that other quarterbacks can't. Maybe Carson Strong, but the other quarterbacks really don't measure up. And so he's one of those guys that he pulls you in, you you then you you want to kind of turn your shoulder. He, he pulls you back in. You turn the shoulder. And so it's an inconsistent experience with Malik Willis, which I think is pretty consistent with what we've seen on tape for him, but the physical tools are absolutely present. The arm talent, the mobility, it's absolutely present and I think that he does have a lot of command. That's another thing that I'll say about Malik. He's right there with Carson Strong in terms of being able to feel his energy and his control. And, I, and you know, I'm, I was kind of sitting in the upper bowl wanting to get a good bird's eye view on everything that's going on with these quarterbacks. And that's not a great vantage point to feel energy and command. But between Carson Strong and Malik Willis, I felt that in ways that I didn't from the other, you know, other four quarterbacks here.
1: Joe. Kyle. I'd like you to. Brace yourself accordingly. Mm. We're going to talk about Calvin Austin III, Mm -hmm. the wide receiver from the Memphis Mm -hmm. Tigers, who you came into our scouting meetings when when you did his regional grade, (laughs) what, last month? Was it December? It's been a bit, yeah. 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 And you were swooning over Calvin Austin III. I said, Joe, that's all fine and dandy, but he's tiny. (laughs) He plays in Memphis. He didn't make a lot of plays down the field. There was a lot of rack opportunities. I need to see it for myself. Are you ready? I'm ready. I saw it for myself.
0: Will the people even know that you used two microphones? I have
1: no idea. (laughs) I didn't see a big jump here on the mixer. Uh, Maybe maybe there was. I don't know. Um, But for dramatic effect, I took my microphone and Joe's microphone and spoke into both of them, for those of you who (laughs) who may not have been able to pick up on that. Um, This dude's slippery, man. And he caught the ball well today. He came in bigger than you thought he would, if I remember correctly.
0: Um, I was hoping for over 170, and he was, right? 173? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and um, good luck. The guy's trying to press this dude on the line of scrimmage. He's got really quick feet. He's really agile, and um, you saw that at the top of the routes. You saw that accelerating over top of guys and stacking guys vertically. I know we mentioned Cam Taylor Britt already. Um, Was that the right practice? I don't know if that was the right practice or not. He had one guy in off coverage, and I'm like, ooh, this is not a good matchup. (laughs) And he he legit ran, like, right by him. So uh, for for somebody who you had offered a a rave review for, but you were pretty transparent, you were like, look, like, this is this guy. I've got this guy every year. I find a guy like this that I love every year. And, Kyle, you don't always agree with me. And that's, you know, that's why we're (laughs) buddies, because we can – understand and respect each other's opinions even when we don't agree, even if we give each other a hard time for it. Um, and I was nervous that this was going to be a guy I didn't agree with, but if the day one of senior bowl practice is any indication relative to uh, what his actual game tape resume is like, which I have not had a chance to watch yet, this is a real one. This, this is a live, legit day two wide receiver prospect. Yeah, he's fun,
0: fun, fun, fun player. Glad you got, got a chance to enjoy Mr. Austin from Memphis. What I'm about to say might shock you, but the greatest quarterback of all time is not just a GOAT on the field. He's a GOAT when it comes to investing too. He invests in stocks, crypto, and even art. Now you can invest like the GOAT with Masterworks. Masterworks is the investing platform that lets you buy shares representing an investment in art from icons like Picasso, Monet, and Warhol. And even great, an art piece outpaced by the S&P 500 by 164% from 1992 and 2021. In fact, early investors already received their 30% IRR 2020 and 2021 from the sale of two paintings. This is your opportunity to join 300,000 other members and invest like the GOAT. Get priority access with their game day promo. And guess what? Go to masterworks.art slash believe. That's masterworks.art slash believe. And see important disclosures at masterworks.com slash disclaimer. Hey. Hey.
1: The GOAT can also GOAT. To <laughs> retirement. Yes, he can. See you later, Tom. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The great. memories. Tampa Bay Buc- Buc- Buccaneers. Buccaneer great.
0: <laughs> sure, Bucks legend. Tom Brady. Nine hundred words, Kyle. Not eight a pa- single one. Eight paragraphs about the Bucks. Eight, eight. Not a word. Did he? Did he even write the word new? I. You know. I don't know.
1: We we may need to do some. That research was that on. was maybe a little. <laughs> you took that a little further. <laughs> England wasn't in there, and we know that. England for a fact. wasn't in there. <laughs> Belichick,
0: Kraft. Patriots, Foxborough.
1: None of that was in there. Yeah, okay? he did use a
0: picture from Foxborough. He did he? of him beating the Patriots <laughs>
1: <laughs> with with the
0: Bucks, uh, his with Dolphins the, and, yeah, and
1: Bills yeah. guys who Tom threw yeah, seventy two touchdowns against each one of them. He absolutely right. positively. Yeah, had to see.
0: look, Patriots fans, we we are thankful if you are here, but you know you just got to understand who's talking to you right now. So, uh, I guess I'm up here with QB five, QB five, Bailey Zappy, Western Kentucky. He owns all the records, Kyle. All the records he's got them, um, and he's a gamer, right? He's a guy that just kind of finds a way, and he's a smart quarterback. And he's he's a guy that you know doesn't necessarily strike you with this big, you know, frame or this mobility or arm talent, but he just finds completions and. Uh, He's a gamer, and I really appreciate that about him from Western Kentucky. But we're talking about, Kyle, the National Football League, where you got to have some traits, right? you got to have some size, some mobility, some arm talent. And Bailey Zappi just kind of leaves a lot to be desired when you talk about those things. And so I'm watching Bailey today in practice, and the ball's a little heavy off his hands, and he's not necessarily in good rhythm with his receivers. And I'll tell you what, it was a big-time benefit for him at Western Kentucky to not only bring over – that, uh, that offensive coordinator from Houston Baptist, but his number one receiver, Jared Stearns. Well, yeah. guess who wasn't here today? Cheers, and that offensive coordinator. So it was a little different ball game for Bailey. Um, and he's just not the type of quarterback that's going to pop in an environment like this. And so I think for, for Bailey, you're, you're kind of just hoping that he shows you a little bit more than you, you saw at Western Kentucky in terms of projecting into the NFL. I understand that at Western Kentucky, he had all the records and threw for all the yards and all the touchdowns. But now we're talking about the NFL. And I don't think that Bailey did anything today that um, made me think twice about him. Um, being uh, a guy that can come in and and be viewed as a potential starter or a day-two pick. I think he's kind of uh, on the outside looking in from that conversation. He didn't move the needle today.
1: Yeah, um, somebody who did move the needle for me was uh, Draft Dudes alumni, Mm. Roger McCreary. Yes. Oily hips, physical with his hands, quick feet, all the things when you watched Roger on tape that, that led to him being what was a top 20, top 25 prospect for us in our most recent TDN 100 update, Roger was all of those things. And uh, I know that the, the from a weigh-in's perspective, he really did not help himself, uh, but Roger did well in coverage and one-on-ones.
0: Yeah. Roger McCreary, what a fun interview that was. Kyle, my last player my last player on the list if you know who the six quarterbacks are you know who QB six was and it's Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati did that and hurt to it say? did yeah because I was kind of sucked in by him you know I, I I appreciated the resume I appreciated that he had really good arm talent and that he's a good runner and all that he accomplished at Cincinnati like I have a lot of respect for Desmond Ritter for especially for a guy that you know had a lot of success against power five competition and um, just checked a lot of boxes but the one box that he continues to not check is ball placement, and you know you were hoping to see it this week, um, and through day one you just you just he's just not there, and you're watching him against air, throwing the football behind receivers and low and high, and it's just not in that in that realm that you're looking for right you want to see him put it on receivers when there's no pass rush when there's nobody covering the receivers right there's just too many adjustments and so he's got general accuracy and uh, I just wanted to see that go away a little bit and so uh, for a guy that I thought had a lot of nice physical skill about him it just didn't pop today and you know he's got the biggest hands here he had multiple fumbles and his exchanges from center and know he's he's just a guy that didn't come in and own the moment like maybe you hoped he would for a guy with the best resume here right like I I just I, I was left wanting a lot more from a guy that I really grew fond of through what he was able to accomplish at Cincinnati
1: here's hoping all of you are left wanting more draft dudes Because the good news is we are here in Mobile. We will be observing all of the practices. We will be watching the game on Saturday. And we will be providing our observations for you from Mobile. So plan accordingly. Make sure you hit subscribe on the podcast. And keep yourself dialed into everything going on down here in Mobile. Uh, We want to thank all of you for carving some time out of your day to listen to the show. Hope to talk to you again tomorrow for another practice recap. Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino. Thanks as always for listening to the draft news podcast.
0: Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.